Well, welcome to It's Not a Lecture, Just a Thought, and thanks for joining us again for this discussion between Alan Storey and myself as we approach the biblical text from the hermeneutic perspectives of justice and peace. And that podcast will follow in just a moment. Just to say thanks to everyone who's reached out to us. We've had an absolutely wonderful and uh, encouraging response from persons listening all over the world. That's been absolutely fantastic. And uh, just to say again, if you'd like to be in contact with either Alan or myself, you can find our details in the show notes and uh, we would love to hear from you. So the next episode of our discussion of how we read the Bible from the perspectives of justice and peace follows now. Now, Ellen, we've been talking quite a bit about the whole issue of, of interpreting Scripture, and I love what you've been saying about us being Christ-like and that the Bible mustn't be an idol for us. Now, here in Africa, one of the big issues that we face is that people say that they are biblical. They live according to the Bible. Yet we've got all of these issues in our society. You know, we've got men abusing women and mm. people abusing the environment, and these are supposedly people of the book, biblical people. I don't know if you want to say a little something about that. I mean, how is it that we get it so wrong? How do we end up in that place? Okay, well, it's, thanks for that, John. I think we, we need to remember what Jesus didn't say. He, he didn't say, follow the Bible. He said, follow me. Follow me. Yeah, follow me. Absolutely. So we must study the Bible. Study the Bible and follow Jesus. As we've spoken already, the way we study the Bible, we come to our interpretations, and then we ask, would Jesus say amen to these interpretations? Mm. Um, An example in the actual scriptures that reveals that just because you've got the scriptures doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to honor them in the way that they're meant to be honored. give you an example. Remember the Magi? who followed the star and came to that palace of Herod and was asking, Herod, you know, where's the one to be born, king of the Jews? Yeah, yeah. Herod did a fascinating thing. He had priests. He had priests on tap. He phones the priests and says, listen, um, I've got these guys asking about the so-called savior of the world. Won't you check the scriptures to see whether you can help out? What do you know? They know the scriptures off by heart. They come back straight away and they say to him, um, yes, the savior was to be born in Bethlehem. Isn't wow. that incredible? So you've got people who have the scriptures, number one. They know how to recite them. Yeah. They can communicate them, but they don't follow them. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, the interpretation was used to destroy the Savior. That is no different to many of us. Take the country that we live in, um, South Africa. Under apartheid, that horrific system of prejudice, according to the person, the color of someone's skin, the people in power had Bibles. They knew them off by heart, in fact. They could quote them left, right, and center. But were they Christ like? Sadly not. In fact, the interpretation of Scripture led to the, if we follow the Scripture where Jesus says, what you do to the least of me, you do to me, was persecuting the least. 
in other words, hurting Jesus himself. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a remarkable thing to think about, Alan. And I think one of the things that, that I see in people who, who tend to use the Bible in that way is that very often they, they have their own idea or ideology that they want to support and push through. And so what you end up seeing is that these people just go and they, they proof text. They find one or two little verses that support their idea and they push that through. So what we need to do then, when we're reading the scriptures, we need to say, would Jesus say amen to this? And to Mm -hmm. answer that question, we need to look at two things. One, what did Jesus actually say recorded in the Gospels? But also, what did Jesus do? How did Jesus live out his life? How did he live out his life? Did Jesus ever um, say so-and-so should be killed? No, while he's in fact, when Jesus was at the point of kill or be killed, he says, "Rather kill me." Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, if we've got someone saying the Bible says you can kill for this or that cause, clearly it goes against Jesus' teaching: love your enemies, forgive seventy times seven. But furthermore, it contradicts his lived example. Yeah. So we we can learn things not only about what Jesus thought and said and taught by reading the scriptures, but we also get to see uh, his example in in practical ways in in community. And you know that's a that's an incredible thing. So if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is not that the vi- the Bible is less valuable and needs less study, but in fact we need to treat it far more carefully and and be far more disciplined and cautious and and loving about the way in which we approach the text. Absolutely. And we need to be more we need to be more Christian, actually. We need to be more Christ centric. Place Christ at the center of our reading. Now you said a, a, a very controversial thing and I want us to talk a little bit more about that and maybe you can give us one or two examples in our next segment. Um, and that is the issue that you said not everything that is biblical is Christian. And not everything that is Christian is biblical or no, we just start with not everything that is biblical is Christ-like. Okay, fantastic. Now, that's something I really want to hear more about. What I said earlier was not everything biblical is Christ-like. Remember, we started that the Bible is this beautiful life-giving story of like a parent, God, and children, the Hebrews. All right, And the children are learning about God as we go, and they document the story. And as they learn more and more about this God, they write it down without erasing their previous understandings that have now been uh, surpassed. Sure, sure. So Jesus is the full revelation of God. That's why we need to measure every statement that we make about God. We need to be saying, hang on, can you pin that onto Jesus? If not, then we leave it. So people may have had that understanding at that particular time. So we use that example from Leviticus about the the adulteress. Um, we could go to Samson killing 10,000 Philistines. That's in the Bible. Yeah. Is it Christ-like? It's not Christ-like at all, I it's don't think. It's not Christ-like. In fact, Jesus would want us to forgive 10,000 times. Okay? So that's what we're going to be. So we can learn from Samson in that moment, but we're not there to follow it. Okay. Now, that's what I'd like to hear a little bit more about, what we can learn from those texts and sections that in some senses we've surpassed. Would you like to respond to this? Send us a text on plus two seven seven eight two. 785300 or visit www.mannerandmercy.org 
Well, thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you found it interesting and meaningful. And if you have any comments or questions or anything that you would like to reach out to either Alan or myself, Dion, please just uh, look in the show notes. You'll find our contact details there and we would love to hear from you. And uh, if you found the podcast helpful, it would be great if you would share it with family and with friends. And uh, we are busy releasing it on various podcast platforms. So hopefully it'll soon be available wherever you get your regular podcasts. So thanks for joining us today.